want to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And this is Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Hope you guys remember me. I am the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock on the Blaze TV Network. It is an honor uh, to be sitting in for Glenn Beck as I do pretty much every year around this time. It is the Christmas season. Glenn Beck is taking some vacation and I get the privilege and the honor of sitting in for Glenn Beck. I'm live in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm at TPUSA's America Fest. I'm speaking later today at America Fest. And that's what we're going to talk about. My speech at America Fest. Stop apologizing. Be fearless. America's history inspires gratitude, not shame. We got to get our minds right. Let me help you. I'm going to do that today on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies and right now through a match your gift is doubled to donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn all right jason whitlock sitting in for glenn beck on the glenn beck radio program uh it's almost time to wish you Merry Christmas. Uh, we're seven days out uh, from the Christmas holiday. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be with you for the next three days. I'm really excited about today's conversation because I'm going to invite you to help me as I give a speech uh, later this afternoon here in Phoenix, Arizona at Charlie Kirk and TPUSA's America Fest event. And I'm going to take this opportunity here in Phoenix at AmeriFest uh, to define what my agenda and message will be throughout 2024. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with me, familiar with my social media feed, particularly Twitter, where I'm, I tend to be most active or X, uh, for a little more than the past year, my bio has said, Christian, bearing witness requires courage, not perfection, fearless. And so I'm about to change that in this new year in 2024, because I believe I have a different agenda, a new uh, level of conversation that I, I want to approach. Uh, I, I, I've, I've not that <laughs> bearing witness is always going to be about requiring uh, courage, not perfection. And that was a message trying to tell 
believers. Don't let non-believers, don't let the secular crowd silence you with your sin. Don't hide your faith, your values, your Christian beliefs because you are a sinner. God knows that you're a sinner. You know that you're a sinner. Your sin is part of your testimony. It should not be a tool the secular use to silence you. I've been beating that message uh, for more than a year. I've been using it to explain myself and why I talk about myself the way that I do uh, on my program, where I confess all of my sins, where I, I don't let the secular crowd say, hey, Jason Whitlock didn't used to hang in strip clubs, didn't used to chase young women, didn't used to drink and smoke weed and do this and do that. Weren't you, you know, gluttonous and all these other things? And and I'm trying to say to men in particular, but just believers in general, that's a gimmick that the secular use so that you won't stand on truth. And all you need is courage to stand on truth. You don't need perfection to stand on truth. And so, so many of you have been waiting for, oh, once I clean up my life, once I'm perfect, once I remove sin from my life or a lot of this sin from my life, then I'm going to stand on truth. And and what God wants you to do and what the proper thing to do is to embrace your Christian identity Start living that out publicly, and then it will cleanse you. It will clean you up. It will move you on a never-ending journey uh, towards, I wouldn't say perfection because that's unattainable, but it will clean you up. Well, I have a new message uh, for 2024, and it's about men, and it's about getting our minds right, and it's about stop apologizing, be fearless, America's history inspires gratitude, not shame. And, and, and if you listen to anybody who's an observer of American culture, who's an observer of what's going on globally, we know that 2024 is going to be chaotic on a level perhaps that we've never seen. And we have seen a lot in our lifetime. We have seen a lot over the last 10 years, over the last five years, over the last three years. We have seen a lot. Everybody that has been observing and monitoring and analyzing what's next, 2024 is going to be a hot mess and perhaps an unprecedented hot mess. And so if your mind is not right, in 2024, you're not going to know how to handle what's coming for all of us in 2024, what's coming for America, what's coming for believers, the level of persecution. And so that's why today's show, the speech uh, that I'm going to give today here in Phoenix is directed at men, and it's about getting our minds right so that we can combat and deal with what's going to transpire in 2024. 
And and the number one thing we have to do to get our minds right as men, we have to quit apologizing. We we have to we have to tell the left, tell the secular, hey, uh, I'm not going to be in a defensive position, in a position of compromise in 2024. America has become so secular, so satanic, so immoral that I'm no longer going to apologize. I'm going to stand my ground because you have run a guilt trip on me, men. That that your that man's entire mindset is like, oh my God, what I did in the past is so despicable. What my ancestors did in the past is so despicable. Oh, do I owe a debt to all of these people, to to women? I owe a debt. Oh, we were so sexist. We were so unfair to women. Oh, my God. The racism. Oh, we've been so unfair to black people and people of color and the transgender crowd and the LGBTQ crowd that, oh, we must apologize. We must get into a fetal position, drop to our knees and compromise and give ground and and do make goods to everybody, to women, to people of color, to the alphabet mafia. We owe everybody reparations. And, And that's how they have seized power and control of our culture is because men have been told, and I'm mostly talking about Christian heterosexual men, have been put in a feeble position, in a position of guilt, in a position of apology, and doing make goods, and promising reparations, and promising diversity, equity, and inclusion. We spend all of our time, our entire mentality is about apologizing for things that went on in the past. We have to stop. We can no longer afford to apologize. This we've allowed the secular and the left and the grievance industrial complex to make themselves gods and that we owe a debt of gratitude to them and not to Christ. That's why we're losing the cultural war. That's why our children have become so vulnerable. That's why drag queen story hour. That's why uh, transgenderism. That's why uh, men who pretend that they're women are allowed to compete against women in sports. That's why this country has gone to hell in a handbasket. That's why George Floyd statues have replaced legitimate American heroes.
because we have been convinced that we owe a debt to these alleged marginalized groups. I'm going to walk you through today why that's untrue and why America's history should inspire gratitude and not shame. And that is not, and again, I can, my criticism, <laughs> Whitlock's whitewashing America's history. Whitlock is rationalizing all of America's sin. America is a reflection of humanity, just like every other country. And so as long as man, child, woman, Human beings enter into the world imperfect, full of sin, with a sinful nature. There will be no country that will be free of sin and free of transgressions and free of unfairness. Man is born into the world in need of a savior, and that savior came and delivered us, and that's who we owe our gratitude to. Towards. That's who we owe our debt toward. Not the secular elite, not the leftists, not the alphabet mafia, not American black people. And for those of you that maybe this is the first time you're hearing my voice, first time you're hearing my name, I'm an American black man. I am black and unashamed. Again, I don't like the word pride. Because I, I don't think there's a positive form of pride. But so I, I don't use the word pride. I, I would, you know, I don't use the word American pride. I don't use the word black pride. I don't, I try to avoid using the word pride. But there is no shame. I'm quite pleased that God made my skin brown or black. I, I'm quite pleased with that. There is no shame there. But the way that my skin has been weaponized to demonize American history is shameful. And I want to inspire men to get rid of that shame, get rid of that guilt, get rid of that, oh, my God, what America did to black people. No, 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 no. What Americans of all skin color did for black people is what the true narrative is and should be. And the exact same thing applies to women. You have been convinced, many of you, that America owes a debt and look how sexist we were and women didn't have the right to vote and women weren't equals in the workplace and women this and women that and oh my did you watch mad men and how sexist we were to women I'm going to explain all of this today on this show and later at uh, AmeriFest no 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 not shame Gratitude. Women should be thankful that they were born here in America. I'm going to explain all that. I'm going to get your mind right and ready for 2024. 
That's what today's show's about. You're listening to Jason Whitlock. I'm sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. If you want to improve your shooting accuracy, you need a Mantis X. The Mantis X is a high-tech but easy-to-use system used extensively by the military, and it improves your shooting quality and gives you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. It's a must-have for every responsible gun owner. Here's how it works. You put the Mantis X onto your firearm and connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth, and it gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct the technique the mantis x it's like a firearms instructor in your pocket 94 percent of shooters improve within 20 minutes just by using mantis x the best shooters in the world do dry fire practice at home every day and the mantis x is the best way to train at home no driving to the range no spending money on range fees or ammo you're gonna save a ton of money and improve your shooting so start improving today get your mantis x at mantisx.com. that's mantisx.com. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck radio program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, The question I want to ask before I go into this entire explanation of the conversation I want to have and the concern that I have going into giving this speech today here at AmeriFest is how's my speech going to land with women? And, And I ask that question because there's a little bit of feminism in all women. It, it it doesn't matter whether they're conservative or not. This culture has been rigged in a way that basically all women have the germ, the cancer, a cancer cell. Now, they may not have full-blown cancer, but they have the cancer cell of feminism within them. And I say that as a black man who realizes that Myself and other black people who have been uh, programmed in this American culture, we have the germ, we have the cancerous cell to some level. Maybe it's just a little bit, maybe it's a lot, maybe it's full blown of racial idolatry. And so, again, take someone like myself, a believer, a committed believer. But I have to be very, very careful at all times and on guard that I don't let my racial idolatry control my thinking and influence my thinking. That that I've existed in this American culture for 56 years in this programming that tells uh, black men and black people, you're a victim, you've been exploited here. And so... I will fall into that trap. And I've talked about in the past when I was younger and in college that I was the Louis Farrakhan expert on my college campus at Ball State University. And again, I was always a Christian, but there was part of Louis Farrakhan's message with the Nation of Islam that resonated with me despite his obvious racial idolatry. And, and and I'll say that, and I've said this and defended this, that his call for men, for black men in particular, to be responsible for themselves and their family is what attracted me 
But because of my racial idolatry, I wasn't so turned off by his racism that I threw the entire message out. If I was properly programmed, I would throw out the entire message. But I haven't been properly programmed because this country has spent 60, 70 years. I'm 56 years old. They've spent my entire life trying to convince black people that we're victims. And that white people are in control of our destiny. And the same thing has happened to all women, even conservative women, even believers, Christian believers, women. They've been programmed to think that, hey, women, we're victims. We've been treated unfairly here. They all have the germ of feminism. Don't go anywhere. Give me a call, 888-727-2325. I want to invite you into the program. I got more after this. The Glenn Back Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some from themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Glenn Beck. Miss a show? Listen anytime, anywhere podcasts are found. Stick around. More after the break. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Thank you for joining me today. We're just a week out from Christmas. Uh, Hey, I'm the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I'd love it uh, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. That's Jason, W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K. You can hear more content like what I'm going to deliver you today. And I'm previewing to you. My my message for the entire 2024 year. We have to stop apologizing as men and get our minds right and, and come up off of our knees and come up out of the mentality that we owe everyone a debt and that we owe everyone an apology. That, that America's history inspires gratitude, not shame. We have been fed a series, a laundry list, a hundred years of lies. Men are scum 
and we mistreated everyone. And look what we did to women. Look what we did to black people. Look what we did to the LGBTQ. Still working. We have been fed a series of lies. And so today here in Phoenix, I'm speaking at AmeriFest for Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA. And I'm going to unpack in about 20 minutes this message that I'm I'm perfecting here this morning or unveiling or practicing here on Glenn Beck show and sharing with you. And, and part of my message to men is to try to get us to understand and to, for women to try to get to understand the programming that has taken place and has told a series of lies that have made America vulnerable and, and it can be directly related to all the chaos and the immorality and the, the corrosion of American culture that we're living in today. And so it's not earth shattering or news breaking that Hollywood has spent the past 30, 40 years but in particular, the past 10 to 15 years, I would say the past 20 years, demonizing Christian heterosexual men. And, and I know that white men are like, hey, man, we've taken the brunt of this. And, and you are accurate. But you're only getting what was already done to black men, the black Christian man. Now you're front and center and, and you're taking the heat and Hollywood is demonizing you and, and they've demonized you by promoting the anti-hero. Tony Soprano, one of the, probably one of the most popular figures in American culture of the last 20 years. James Gandolfini character from the television show The Sopranos. Tony Soprano replaced uh, Ward Cleaver. Remember, leave it to Beaver's dad. I believe his name was Ward Cleaver. Tony Soprano replaced him. Tony Soprano, uh, what was what was the name of the Brady Bunch dad? I forget, whoever the Brady Bunch dad is, Mike Brady. There you go, Mike Brady. Tony Soprano is the new Mike Brady. I grew up with Mike Brady. Uh, in my high school, college years, I had uh, Heathcliff Huxtable, Bill Cosby's character from The Cosby Show. Now it's Tony Soprano. Now it's Don Draper. Mad Men. Again, and Sopranos, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Walter White. These are some. Uh, the Shield, Vic Mackey. These are the popular characters in pop culture television. Some of the most powerful and influential shows in the history of American TV, all focused and centered around an anti-hero. Tony Soprano, a mob boss who was a depraved idiot that the Sopranos taught us to root for and love. Walter White. 
a high school teacher in Breaking Bad who turned to dealing meth and heroin and drugs that we rooted for and learned to love. Don Draper, an advertising executive in the 1950s and 60s. And Mad Men is one of my favorite shows, but Mad Men is about the demonization of men. Look at how terrible they were in the 1950s and 60s. Look what they did to women in the workplace. You owe women a debt. Don Draper was a philanderer, a a man married to a beautiful wife that he cheated on at every turn, got a new wife, cheated on her. Just Don Draper, again, likable, you rooted for him, but a bad guy. Every Vic Mackey, The Shield, one of my favorite shows. I don't know if you ever about a dirty cop, dirty white cop in uh, Los Angeles who became a criminal to stop criminals. This is what Hollywood and American culture has been about, the demonization of men. There are no male heroes. And then I'll give you... (laughs) This one cracks me up because people love this show. Yellowstone, Kevin Costner's character, I think John Dutton the third. People love this show and conservative people love Yellowstone. They think it's great. I quit watching it after two seasons. So I was like, look, man, this entire show is about uh, John Dutton, a patriarch who will break every law known to man so that he can leave his kids, his undeserving uh, kids, all of this ill-gotten wealth he acquired over, you know, 40, 50 years. People love that show. I, I, I just, I was like, nah, I can't do this. Th- this is another all dressed up. Oh, this show's not woke. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The, the the number one message to that show was like, look at all the dastardly things this dude will do so he can leave his undeserving kids all of this wealth. It, it's pervasive. And then you turn around and on the other side, Hollywood and, and the TV and the movie industry have been pumping out movies where women are the greatest thing to ever hit the planet. You, you have a 51-year-old, let's be generous here. Let, let's say Queen Latifah is 240, 230 pounds, 50 years old. She's now the equalizer. She's jumping off balconies, beating up men, saving the world every weekend, I believe, on CBS, The Equalizer. You, you, you got movies like The Woman King, group of Amazon women in Africa that took on the colonizers and saved whatever, Dahomey, yeah, the people over in Dahomey, the woman king. What was her? Viola Davis was the star of that. Then you got uh, the the new Black Panther. And the, the original Black Panther was no better. 
But the second iteration of Black Panther, where uh, T'Challa's sister becomes the Black Panther, and she's beating up men, and she's she's now the savior. And they do all this stuff. This is all wrapped together in terms of the racial idolatry and the feminist movement have a partnership. And, and so... Look, and they do it with white women too, and Wonder Woman, and all that other stuff. But but they do it most powerfully and most uh, effectively, and 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 most often, in my opinion, the magical black woman that saves the planet or is is the hero, the hero. And they do it so that if you criticize, like the Woman King, really, then women over in Dahomey got smoked. The, the reality of, of what happened there. Now, they fictionalized the whole thing. They got their butts, weak, butts beat, had no chance against me. But, but they do it so that if you criticize the Woman King, the new Black Panther movie, the Equalizer, oh, you're racist. And so feminism and this racial grievance industrial complex, they work hand hand in hand they work together to demonize men and for the worship of women this is all about taking down the patriarchy all of it and they're taking down the patriarchy not because they have a superior argument not because they're superior not because they have better solutions not because they're actually winning the war. They're doing it because we're surrendering men. We're in, we're apologizing constantly. We're in a feeble position where we feel like we owe them everything. We owe them a debt. This is, Sacrilegious what we're doing. We owe a debt to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We've bought into the secular mindset that, no, it's actually black people and women that we here in America, we owe them a debt. We owe them reparations. We owe them gratitude for all the unfairness we rained on them. We have to come up out of that mindset because we have nothing to apologize for. And I'm going to explain it all, every bit of it, over the course of the next two hours and later today in my speech here in Phoenix, Arizona. We don't owe women a debt. What happened to women in American history made perfect sense. It doesn't mean we executed it perfectly, but it made perfect sense. And there's nothing that happens in this world separate from Jesus Christ that isn't imperfect, that isn't flawed, that doesn't have its transgressions, its mistakes. It, it, again, 
America is like a sausage plant. You don't want to see how it's made, but does it taste good? Does it produce good results? And I hate to use the analogy of sausage because sausage is unhealthy. But but that is the process of progress. It is not perfect. It looks messy and sloppy. People do get hurt along the way. But what are the end results? What did we produce? What did our forefathers, what did our ancestors here in America produce that hasn't been produced anywhere else on the planet? That's why we don't owe an apology. Because women here in America have the most opportunity, have the most freedom, have, there's no other place they'd rather be and live. They don't want to live in these communist countries. They certainly don't want to live in these Islamic countries. And the exact same thing applies to black people. The freest, safest, most opportunity-rich place in the planet for black people is right here in America. We did that, men. We did that right here in America. Our ancestors, the people that are being demonized, they did that. Quit apologizing. I'm going to start unpacking the true history and and how this all makes sense when we come back. I'm going to talk to you about why things were the way they were for women in the early 1600s, 1700s, 1800s here in America, and why we shouldn't apologize because they were that way. I'm Jason Whitlock, sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, we have the holiday season upon us again. The increase in traveling, shopping, connecting online can significantly increase the opportunity for identity theft. Help protect your family's identity and your finances with LifeLock. They can lower the risk of identity thieves draining your accounts, opening new loans in your name, and damaging your financial future. LifeLock detects and alerts you to the threats that you might miss. You'll overlook them in your busy holiday season. But if you do experience ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will provide expert-level service to help resolve the issue on your behalf. Plus, all of their plans are backed by LifeLock's million-dollar protection package with stolen fund reimbursement up to the limits of your plan. Protecting Tanya and my identity and finances, invaluable. So is the peace of mind that comes with it. Join LifeLock today. Save up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25% your first year. LifeLock, identity theft protection starts here. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. Would love for you to join me in this conversation. It's going to heat up in the next hour. I'm going to walk you through why men need to quit apologizing for what is 
called a sexist culture that we allegedly ran in the 16, 17, and 1800s. The Glenn Beck Program. Don't go anywhere. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I'm live in Phoenix, Arizona, where I'll be speaking later today at America Fest for Charlie Kirk and Turning, <clears throat> Turning Point USA. I'm going to be talking about uh, later today and during today's show why men need to stop apologizing. We need to be fearless. America's history inspires gratitude, not shame. We have to get our minds right for 2024. It is going to be chaotic. It is going to be chaos like we haven't seen before. And if our minds aren't right, if we're still in the mentality that we owe everybody an apology, we're going to get our brains beaten in. We're going to get slaughtered. We have to win the war between the ears first if we're going to save America. Stick with me, 888-727-2325 if you'd like to join me in this conversation. Feeling overwhelmed by thinking about the holidays and the extra expense that comes with it? I know how hard holidays are when everything is more expensive and your credit cards are already pushed to the max. Now is the time to pay off that debt and get your finances under control before the holiday season is finished. And I mean, that's going to be hard, but you need the help of American Financing because they can actually do it. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings. Start the new year with a clean slate. American Financing is saving homeowners just like you an average of about $800. And $26 a month. Think about how that money could help your family. And if you start today, you might be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you that extra cash flow to pay off your holiday spending. It costs absolutely nothing to find out how much you can save. So call American Financing, their salary based mortgage consultants today. Call them at 800 906 2440. 800 906 2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334. org. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Jason Whitlock, fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. If you'd like to join and become a part of the Fearless Army, I'd love for you to go to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock and join. Hit the subscription button. Join the Fearless Army. We produce content like this every day, trying to inspire men 
to live righteously so that we can save this country. And that's part of my conversation today and part of my conversation for all of 2024. White men have to stop apologizing. And we have to remove ourselves or remove our mindset from the belief that we owe everybody an apology, a debt. And and this is where today I'm going to be talking about this at here at Turning Point USA uh, at, at Amerifest. And I'm wondering how it's going to land with women because I'm going to argue that we don't owe women a debt. That our history, that pop culture has defined as so sexist and so unfair to women. And oh my God, if we had just treated women fairly, a woman would already have been president. A woman would already be an NFL head coach. A woman would already be the star quarterback for the New England Patriots or the Buffalo Bills. A woman would be the leading scorer in the NBA if we just hadn't been so sexist. Have we really been sexist? Is that really America's history? Or has this new generation of idiots and liars, have they spent the last 60, 70 years promoting a fantasy world, a world based on feelings, not reality? Because the reality was, and, and again, I, I I love these feminists and people that make the argument that, oh, my God, it was so unfair how America was. Women didn't even have a right to vote until suffrage and Susan B. Anthony. And, and so I'll start there about what a vote used to represent. A vote used to represent the concerns, the needs, the the agenda of a natural family. Man following God, woman following man, man and woman creating children. That was the natural order. Marriage is a biblical Creation. Marriage was created by God. Don't believe the secular crowd that thinks man made marriage. God made marriage and God produced the natural order. And God produced the man serving God, woman helping man, man and woman rearing and developing children. And so back when marriage ruled America, all you needed was one vote. And the man as the head of that household cast that vote and he cast that vote for the concerns of his family. Because those of us that were believers back then, Believe man and woman became one in Christ. And all you needed was one vote. 
That's what they believed back then. Now we're changing all that up, and there's two individuals in a marriage. Or we redefine redefine what there is no marriage. It's just a group of individuals. And every successful society has been based on the natural order of family. And so, oh, God, women didn't get to vote because families voted and they only needed one vote. And they were so tied together that all they ever thought about was one vote. And because they believed in the biblical order, they didn't have an objection to the man casting that vote. Yes, we're there an angry, uh, dissatisfied. There's always going to be the angry and dissatisfied and the complainers in every society. And they manipulate the conversation so that it, it appears they reflect the views of the entire society and what's best for everybody. But but let's go a cut deeper about this mistreatment, this historical mistreatment of women. And oh my God, the whole workforce was defined by men. Well, let's dial the clock back to the 16, 1700s. Is it the technological advances that have convinced women that in the 16, 1700s, they wanted to do what men did? Is it the technological advances that have convinced delusional women that in the 17 and 1800s, they wanted to do what men did? I believe it's the technological advances. Now that you can hop on a laptop and DoorDash will bring a meal to your door. Yeah, now you want to uh you want to be equal to men. Now you feel like hey, uh <clears throat> I can do what men did and do. Women didn't feel that way in the 16, 17, 1800s. Because when men went out and hunt and killed and, and did all that farming, women were sitting there going, whoo, on average, I'm three to six inches shorter than the man. I have uh, maybe 20% of his overall strength. I have a womb that I have to protect and want to protect. I don't want to be out taking all the risk and doing all that hard physical labor that men do. I'm not built for that. That was the mentality of women in the 16, 17, 1800s. They didn't want to go out and wrestle and fight with Indians. They didn't want to go out and kill deer and hunt buffalo and farm and do all the, the, the hard physical labor that went along with providing for a family. They had their own set of 
hard physical labor that they had to do as it relates to bearing, caring, nurturing children, maintaining a home. You know what kind of work it took to clean a house before everybody had a vacuum cleaner in their home? Before there was Windex? Before there were the little Clorox handy wipes? Before there were dishwashers? Before there were Orkin men that came and sprayed and kept bugs and other things and rodents out of your house? It took real work. And that's where the customs and traditions came from. And, and, and before the mentality was my body, my choice, before the mentality was that a child was a luxury that lived or died at the discretion of a woman, Women had a different agenda, a different set of values, a different set of needs and concerns. A child was looked at as an asset. And I'm not saying there weren't some women that in the 16, 17, 1800s didn't want to abort their babies. I'm not saying that there were no women like that. But the culture, the mentality then was that a child, every child was an asset and to be celebrated. And so women were committed to the care of their womb, the nurturing of children, their ability to bring life into the world was valued and celebrated. They weren't sitting around going, oh, man, Uh, I don't have a corporate job. I'm not the CEO of some business. I'm the CEO of life. I get to produce life. God gave me the assignment of producing life. What could be more valuable than that? And so this whole mentality of like, oh, man, they set up a structure and a system. And these men were so sexist and so unfair. If they had just welcomed us into the workforce in the 1800s, we would have been out there building railroads. We would have been out there. Uh, igniting dynamite into mountains and paving roads. We would have been doing all of that if men weren't so sexist. They kept us in the home barefoot and pregnant, and we were responsible for life. That's so beneath us being responsible for life and the replenishment of the planet. Yes, we were given the number one job, the most important job in all of humanity, the creation and care for life. But that was beneath us. 
We should have been running a company. We should have been building railroads. We, we should have been CEOs of tech companies. We have nothing to apologize for. The traditions of our workforce were a product of necessity. This technology that has come along in the last 100 years has fooled a number of women into believing, oh, nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Nobody knows my exploitation. It's all a lie. Quit apologizing, men. If we stay in this feeble position of feeling like we owe everybody a debt, we're going to continue to surrender to the matriarchy. We're going to continue to undermine the development of our young people and the safety of our young people. I'm going to invite you into the program. I want to hear from you. 888-727-2325. Don't go anywhere. I got more in a minute. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Do you know that the life expectancy for women is, what, seven to nine years longer than men? That's because of the sacrifice of men, of the things we've been willing to do here in America and really across the world. Again, women in control of the creation and the care for life. Men sacrificing their health, their safety, their life for the betterment of women. Women live longer than men. Men go traditionally gone off to war, sacrificed their life for the freedom and the betterment of women and children. And you're apologizing? You're, you're apologizing. 
These women that live in these skyscrapers and high rises and apartments and all this other stuff, who built those things? Who were the roughnecks on skyscrapers falling to their death and injuries? It was men and women weren't sitting around. Man, I wish I could do that. We did that. And I'm not saying we were perfect because we were not. We know that as believers, we were not perfect. There are no perfect people. But all this apologizing as if, oh, my God, you didn't let us play sports. Oh, we wanted to play sports. We wanted to get all sweaty and play sports like men. We wanted to compete. And if you had allowed us to do that, Angel Reese at LSU, she'd be better than LeBron James right now. They're lying to you, telling you delusional lies based on feelings. Quit apologizing. Mad Men, the, the TV show Mad Men, the, great show. I loved it. I did. But it was there to convince you, look at how awful these men were in the workforce. When the workforce changes overnight and the next thing you know, you got women coming into the workforce and they're your secretaries primarily and they're serving you in the workforce as your secretary. Did, did some men lose their mind and do inappropriate things? Absolutely. They didn't do it alone. But absolutely, did they, did they do it right all the time? No. I'm not arguing that. But they adjusted the best that they could, and we have a workforce and a work tradition and a work culture and standard that's better than any place around the globe. Quit apologizing, men. Get your minds right. It's the only way we're going to win in 2024. For 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. Their entire team have been great supporters of this program, also Mercury One, and it's why I'm really proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the exact same coverage you're accustomed to without funding the left and their crazy agenda. The 100% U.S.-based customer service team is going to make switching really super easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for you. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, 972-PATRIOT. Glenn Beck. Miss a show? Listen anytime, anywhere podcasts are found. Stick around. More after the break. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. 
I'm the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. Uh, you can join the Fearless Army by going to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Uh, we'd love to have you join the Fearless Army. You're listening to me lay out uh, basically my message for all of 2024. Men have to stop apologizing. Uh, I've asked you to uh, join the conversation at 888-727-2325. I was, Monica, you hung up. I was, I couldn't wait to hear from you. Monica said she disagreed, but uh, we'll go to Eric. Eric uh, in Maine, I believe. Uh, Eric, uh, be quick, but don't hurry. I'm in Portland, Maine. How you doing, Jason Whitlock? Pleasure to speak to you. Uh, I've been following you for years, and uh, I can't, I cannot agree more. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to hear someone actually say what I, I, I think this has been prevalent for a long, long time. You talk about Hollywood. I haven't watched, much like everybody, I would imagine, I haven't watched Queen Latifah be the equalizer and be a superhero. I haven't watched that, but I've seen the promos, and and I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I was jammed down my throat every sitcom there was. And that's what we did in the 80s and 90s. We sat down and watched sitcoms. And the mom on Hope Improvement was smarter than the dopey husband. And every single show was like that. You know what I mean? And, and it was just jammed down our throat that guys are stupid, and we owe women this great you know, deal. We need to apologize to them, and uh, they're just super smart. Murphy, Murphy Brown's way smarter than everybody else and always won all our cases or whatever the hell she did. But... uh I don't know. Uh, I sent my daughter. My daughter recently graduated from an all-girl, a very prestigious school, Smith College, all women. And every time I stepped on that campus, I felt very guilty for having a penis. I had to keep my daughter. I had to remind my daughter that there, this is a land of opportunity. There are opportunities everywhere, no matter whether you're a man or a woman. And again, Jason, I greatly appreciate what you do on the radio. Thanks. Eric, thank you for calling in. Mike in Louisiana, or is that L.A.? Uh, Mike. Be quick, but don't Louisiana. hurry. Louisiana. Perfect. I can tell by your accent. Yes, sir. Uh, I was just listening to your program, and uh, it was thought-provoking. And I think a lot of these things need to be addressed, and of course, a long time ago. But it did make me or, or bring it to mind about more of a grassroots problem. And that has to do where I think you hinted you must be a Christian man. And uh, I believe to uh, be a true seeker, you have to humble yourself before God. And, and in that, that's when you can really start to see and learn how to be honest with yourself and then with others. Uh, and then you grow uh, mentally, emotionally. And uh, you can, because you can stand up for truth and not have to be uh, received by people, and you can control your emotions and uh, still hang in there and keep swinging, keep fighting. Now, that doesn't mean you're perfect. I honestly believe uh, that we're all half baked. Uh, but we're, as long as we're in there fighting and if we're yielding to the uh, our, our, our authority, which for me is Christ, uh, I believe then we can, he gives us the unction uh, to push forward. And it's not a matter, you know, pretty much he's taking care of our ego uh, in a lot of ways, not completely, of course, but at least it's not a major speed bump. Uh, Mike, I appreciate the call. Thank you for chiming in.
Great job. Uh, Sarah, Sarah in North Carolina, be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, hello. Um, I was listening to what you were saying earlier, and while I don't disagree with you to a point of, like, anger or disgust, I do have some thoughts. First, I would like to know how many women have you personally, like, interviewed and talked to about this subject to see how they feel? Because a lot of us don't feel that way. I don't feel that motherhood is beneath me, but in today's world, women are practically forced to work. Um, men certainly aren't the providers that they used to be, and it's partially Sarah, who forced, on, on who, who forced you to work? Who, who forced women to work? Well, gosh, it's either that or not have a home, not eat any food. What would you suggest I do otherwise? I mean, I could have uh, married for money. You're right. You're right. But I feel that... Sarah, you're not married? Oh, no, I am married to a wonderful man. We have an equal partnership. Um, we both work. We both pay our bills. We both vote. You know, I like having representation for my taxation. Um, I don't feel like motherhood is beneath me, and I don't feel like many women feel that way. How about, do you feel obeying your husband? Is that beneath you? Not at all. We talk things out. I mean, obeying makes me feel like a child or a pet, and I am his partner. I, I That's partially where we disagree, this whole the woman. Sarah, do, do you believe in being a helpmeet, or are you, you're his partner? I mean, is, is your marriage is your based on bilib- biblical values or, or your own? I'm I'm asking sincerely. Well, I married for love, and I think there are some biblical values involved in that. Um, I don't. Marriage think is I a completely biblical person. concept. I, I don't. I don't know if it's a. It's a completely biblical concept. With without the Bible, without God, there would be no marriage. Well, then I guess the short answer there is yes. But my main point is, I I think as the world has changed, as we've gotten vacuum cleaners and dishwashers. I think it's admirable that women have found other ways to be useful in the world. And a lot of us wish that maybe we could stay at home and be homemakers. Uh, And also the pool of men out there. I feel like if you're going to say, don't apologize to women, you should at least say, step it up a bit, men. Oh, we definitely need to step it up. I don't, there's no doubt about that. Now, again, most of my show is about men needing to step up. But part of that step-up process is to quit apologizing because as long as you feel like, hey, there's some debt I owed and I, you know, and my ancestors did all this wrong and I got to make it up. I got to pretend like uh, I'm in a partnership relationship when perhaps, you know, I, I need to be in a marriage where I'm serving God, my wife is following me, and we're rearing our children uh, again, but w- when you get into that apologetic mindset, you start making compromises and you start say, Hey, you know what? I'm in a 50, 50 partnership here. And, and you know what? Uh, we need a 4,000 square foot house. And so both of us need to work, even though you may have grown up in a 1200 square foot house and been perfectly happy. And, and so you start making a bunch of compromise decisions that don't lead to the best results. And I think if men and women were 
to evaluate the children that we're rearing and producing, they're not as good as the children that were reared in a different culture than the one we have now. Absolutely. And my husband and I would love to have a child, but again, the environment in the world today, you know, I know people say, oh, you should have a child to change, you know, change. You got to shoot them arrows, Sarah. You're very, you're very blessed to be in a marriage with someone you love and hopefully someone who is following God and you should be having children and and you shouldn't let the world convince you that not having children is the right thing to do for the world. That that's actually a satanic mentality. But, but, and again, this may be, and I'm way on the outside, but you know, your husband should be a leader in this, in, in, you know, trying to get you to understand, don't fall for this secular BS, that this whole thing of, oh, but we got to protect the planet, don't have kids. Uh, that's just not true. Time for one more question, or do you have to move on? No, go ahead, Sarah. What would you say to women who cannot produce children? What is their purpose? Uh, there's a lot of other purposes, and, you know, again, being a helpmeet to a man in a in a biblical marriage, uh, you know, th- there's. I think that's honorable, desirable, fulfilling. It, it, it's not. I think we think we're here on this planet to uh, live out our dreams and and uh, whatever we think makes us happy. And I think the truth is, you know, we're here to serve God and be obedient to God. And that's where our true fulfillment and happiness uh, will come from. And But we've been programmed, and, and trust me, I've been a part of the programming in terms of I've been brainwashed as much as anybody into thinking that, you know, pleasuring myself at the dinner table, pleasuring myself with women, and strip clubs and all that other stuff is more important than being obedient and a servant of God. And so I think there's a lot of things women can can serve God, serve biblical values that, that don't have to do with being children, that don't have to do with having children. I agree. I agree. Well, it's nice chatting with you, and I, I appreciate you allowing me to speak today. Thank you, Sarah. Nicole in Illinois, be quick, but don't hurry. Hello, Jason. Um, How are you? I was just, I'm all right. I was calling this morning because everything that you're saying is accurate. Um, I'm not very old. I'm old, but I'm not very old. I'm 37. I unfortunately was. I'm on my second marriage, but in my first marriage, the one thing that I did appreciate was I got to stay home. I got to live the life that a woman is meant to live. And I get that, you know, with the way that society is and everything, that women feel that they need to, I don't even know how to explain exactly what they feel they need to do, but Biblically, the woman is the person who keeps the home safe, the person who takes care of the husband so that the husband can provide for the family. 
homeschooled. I took care of the house. Um, can you can you do things to help provide from home? Yeah, I ran a business from home where I sold children's clothes, and I sewed clothes for my children. And there, this idea of feminism today is not at all what true feminism is. It's kind of scary that women feel the way that they do because it, it's not biblical and it is not helping society in any way, like any way at all. Nicole, thank you for chiming in. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a short break here. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. More of your calls when I return. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies and right now through a match your gift is doubled to donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn all right welcome back to the glenn beck radio program jason whitlock sitting in for glenn beck I apologize. I can't remember the woman's name and I don't want to call the wrong name, but uh, the woman that called in and said, when I asked her like, Hey, is there something wrong? Do you believe in obeying your husband? And she said her response was that, well, I don't like the word obey because that makes me feel like a child and blah, blah, blah. And so I just want everybody to understand. I used to think the exact same foolish way about God's instructions. Well, that's foolish. That makes me feel like a child. And that's why I committed a lot of sin, unrepentant sin. Cause I thought, Oh, that's silly. God wants me to do that, but that's silly. That makes me feel like a child. I want to do what I want to do. The, the, the woman doesn't know that's what she's telling me, but, but that is what she's telling me. Like, that what's in the Bible is for children and it's beneath her and it doesn't make her feel good. And, and, and I'm telling you, I've made the exact same mistake, not that mistake, but similar mistakes of things that are in the Bible. And so I would just like to read for the woman, Ephesians five twenty two, <clears throat> wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And this is 23 for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Uh, Ephesians five twenty four. Now as church submits to Christ. So also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. 
25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 26. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Ma'am, I'm just telling you, it's not silly. It's not childish to obey God. It's prudent. It's wise. It's smart. It's what we should do. I've made the exact same mistake as you. The exact same mistake. Thinking God's instructions were silly and beneath me. Don't make that mistake. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to take more of your phone calls when we return. Sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. I'm live in Phoenix, Arizona, here at Turning Point USA's America Fest. I'll be speaking uh, later today here in Phoenix. I want to be talking about why men have to stop apologizing. We have to come up out of the mindset that we owe the world an apology, that we owe women, that we owe people of color an apology over America's history. America's history inspires gratitude not shame that is my message for 2024 i'm sounding that message here today i'm going to hammer it again later today here in phoenix arizona Uh, but that is my theme for 2024 we have to get our minds right as men if we're going to take this country back more of your phone calls and a deeper explanation next My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is 
is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, I just received a tweet uh, from someone uh, presenting themselves as Eileen. Eileen tweets at me just a minute ago. Please don't encourage wives to submit to a narcissist terrible damage can, can can occur the submission is in the lord the colossians passage that is similar to ephesians 5 makes that clear i have been a biblical counselor for 40 years abusive husbands do horrible things uh eileen if you're listening <clears throat> this is what i'm talking about as it drifting off into someone's fantasy world versus reality there's nothing i said during this show about submitting to a narcissist. The, the, nothing I said. There's nothing. The, the, the things I read in Ephesians have nothing to do with submitting to a narcissist. You've moved the goalpost. You've moved the conversation to someplace you're comfortable. We have to deal in reality and logic and facts, not in feelings. You may have felt that I was inferring that. But the logic, the facts, the reality is I wasn't. And and this is why I'm just like, young woman, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I respect you. I want to honor you. But come to me with logic and facts, not some moving of the goalposts so I move into your state of delusion and argue your delusional point of view. The word narcissist never has come out of my mouth. Submitting to a narcissist has never come out of my mouth. If I've made any argument is man should follow God and women should follow men who are following God. It's been my argument. I want to move on. I want to get to the other part of my conversation about why we have to come up out of this apologetic mindset and and the other half of this argument because women the matriarchy have used this to to say hey submit compromise with us because you owe us and then there's another group and there are others but a group that here in America has been most powerful in arguing, oh, God, what you did. America is so terrible. You owe us. Give us our reparations. And, and you descendants of those terrible people in the 16, 17, 1800s, you owe us. <sighs> Miss me with all of that. And I'm black. And I'm pleased that I'm black or brown or a person of color. But but cut it out. And I know someone got triggered earlier in the show when I hinted at this part of the argument when I said 
what black people need to do here in America. American blacks need to focus on what America has done for us rather than what America has done to us. I stand by every syllable of that. And that is not said to justify or diminish slavery. It's not done to do that. Slavery was a horrible endeavor, a tragedy. But slavery was a commonplace practice around the globe for all people, Africans as well. This isn't some European construct that only white people enslave people. Slavery was a global phenomenon practiced by everybody, every person's ancestors were slaves at some point. Only here in America did our Constitution and our founding principles produce a country that went from enslaving black people to creating the safest the most opportunity-rich, and the freest place on the planet for descendants of former black slaves. That's the true history of America. Did America participate in the great crime of slavery? Absolutely. Did America's founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, our Bill of Rights, did those documents, did those writings lead to a course correction that made this country the safest, the most prosperous, the most opportunity-rich, and the freest place on the planet for black people? I'm going to check all of those boxes as fact. And so, therefore, from a great tragedy and crime, there was a blessing. There was a blessing that America and Americans, our ancestors, black and white, course corrected, fought for, created the safest, most opportunity-rich, most prosperous, and the freest place on the planet for black people. We should be celebrating that. We should feel an enormous gratitude for what our ancestors, both black and white, did sacrifice for, overcame, what they accomplished based on their Christian values. It's a tremendous biblical story. It's, it's a miracle. It's a blessing. If someone were to write a new Bible 
the story of American blacks would be front and centered. And it would be a story about what Christians, both black and white, created and did and overcame. It should inspire gratitude, not shame. And that's why we have to quit apologizing and we have to quit listening to the Marxists, the secular, the rewriters of history, the 1619 project, what's Hannah Nicole Jones or whatever her name is. This group of delusional idiots who have perverted American history. And, and, and we as men, if we come up out of this mindset of apology, then we'll come into a mindset of responsibility and realize we're making a mistake of leaving the teaching of America's history particularly as it relates when you're talking about kids in first through eighth grade, we're leaving that primarily to women. That's who dominate the teacher workforce for kids. And so our kids are being taught a perverted history. And, and, and they're being infected with a cancerous mindset that says you're owed a debt because of what your ancestors endured rather than you owe your ancestors a debt for what they sacrificed and created for you here in America. Do you see that slight difference in turn? And it's, it's factual. It's the logical conclusion of a study of American history that we owe a debt to our ancestors, both black and white, for what they endured, what they sacrificed. The, they sacrificed their own lives. Their happiness. Their everything to create a nation that's the freest, most opportunity rich, most prosperous, and the safest on the planet for black people. What the secular crowd has done, and, and you got to tip your hat to them, the Satanists have done this. They have removed gratitude from the equation. No one feels gratitude in America. Everybody's running around with an IOU card. You owe me. Hey, you owe a debt. Where's my reparations? Where's my make good? I was mistreated or people before me were mistreated. Or people that looked like me were mistreated. People that had vaginas like me were mistreated. People that had my skin color were mistreated. Pay me what you owe them. How about you pay them what you owe them, your ancestors, who suffered, endured, and sacrificed so that you could enjoy all of this freedom and opportunity. People from around the globe, 
black people from around the globe fight tooth and nail to get into this country and become American citizens because of what your ancestors suffered, endured, and sacrificed for. And you have no gratitude towards them. That's on you. That's a you problem. You are an idiot. And men, black, white, believers, stop apologizing to these delusional people. Get your mind right. Once your mind is right, you will make better decisions and you will stand in truth because you'll have no choice. But as long as they have you on your knees, oh God, I owe you everything. I can't believe what our ancestors did. Long as they got you in that mindset, they are going to wipe the floor with you and us. We have nothing to apologize for. Were we perfect? No. We're incapable of perfection. We owe a gratitude. And again, this is when what the secular have done, they've taken our focus off gratitude because every day you should wake up and say, oh, my God, Jesus Christ, thank you so much. Oh, I can't believe what you did for me. And then once you're in that mindset of gratitude towards Jesus Christ, then you start looking at the rest of the world with a mindset of gratitude rather than entitlement. <sighs> so, yeah, you don't have to like me. You don't have to like what I'm saying, but we owe America and our ancestors for what they sacrificed so that we could enjoy all of this freedom and opportunity that's plentiful or was plentiful here in America. You're letting the Marxists and the secular take away that freedom, take away that safety, take away that opportunity because you have removed gratitude and a thankfulness for the sacrifices of Jesus Christ. And that remove when, once you quit thanking Jesus, then you quit thanking everybody. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. I want to invite you into this conversation when we return. It's the Christmas and the holiday season time for gift giving, parties with friends and family, and getting compliments everywhere you go, and looking years younger thanks to GenuCell. And from now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is better than ever. 70% off at GenuCell.com. Christmas is only a week away. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See the troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed or your money back. Plus, included in every most popular package is the free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. Visit GenuCell.com Beck and enter the special code Beck right now for an additional 10% off your entire order. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. My mom and my wife love this stuff. You will too. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck.
Allen in Kansas. Allen in Kansas. Welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Well, hello, Jason. Um, I think I'm your white twin brother without the big waist. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) I had to say that, man. Hey, uh, we go way back. You won't remember me. You you were a Kansas City star. You were a cub reporter, and you wrote an article, and it had to do with black relations. And it was basically talking about men, black men, not taking responsibility. And to be honest with you, I think that's one of the biggest problems in the black culture today is the black men don't take responsibility as fathers and and husbands. And that's just basically what I feel about that. Alan, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, thank you so much. John in Texas, welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you, Jason. I think you were anointed by God today to preach his word, and so I just wanted to call in and and tell you that. Uh, You were speaking about slavery earlier, and immediately what came to my mind was what Paul of Tarsus told us in Romans chapter 6. We we, we are all slaves. We just have to choose whether we're going to be a slave to sin or a slave to God and his righteousness. And um, regarding the earlier conversation you were having about women and their roles, when I was a young man, I struggled to find a wife, and God led me to Proverbs chapter 31. And I think if you uh, venture into that in your broadcast today, you'll see that it was actually King Lemuel's mother who was telling him, Uh, what he should look for in a wife. And right before she goes into the, the quote, everyone's familiar with the wife of noble character who can find she's worth more than rubies. She's telling him how he should behave as a King. And if he just does his job as a King, well, God will provide a wife just like what's described for him. And if you look in Genesis where uh, before Eve is created, God gives Adam a task and Adam is performing that task when God puts him into a sleep. God, Adam doesn't even have to look for a wife. If he just does what God wants him to do, does his will, if he's a servant to God in righteousness, God will provide. So that's what I wanted to share with you today, my friend. And uh, I think your mother would be very proud of what you've become. At what an outstanding Christian man you are. And thank you for preaching his word. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. 787 787- why did I just forget? 888-727-2325. Phone number to call. More of your calls when we return. The Glenn Back Program. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. 
when a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. And right now, through a match, your gift is doubled. To donate, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. As the mainstream media perpetuates the left's insanity, we're helping you fight back one truth at a time. More Glenn Beck next. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I am Jason Whitlock, the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. Invite you to join the Fearless Army by going to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple and anywhere uh, podcasts are played. Uh, would love you for you to become a part of the Fearless Army. It's about inspiring, elevating men to live up to our responsibilities. And so if you've been listening today and this is your first time listening to me, I don't want you to think that I am in any way perfect or in any way wagging a finger at all the rest of you. I'm wagging a finger at myself. All the mistakes that I've talked about today I have made them myself, and I'm trying to save you from making the mistakes that I made. I I made all of these mistakes, choosing pleasure and what I thought was best for me and what I felt and all these things that are just, they don't like for me to say the word retarded, but just stupid, ignorant. And so I'm trying to save you from the mistakes that I've made that have undermined my life and have stopped me from fulfilling my responsibilities as a believer and as a Christian. And I'm trying to get your mind right so that as we move into more and more chaos and upheaval in 2024, you're in the right mindset to combat it. And this apologetic mindset that we have as men is why we keep meeting people and compromising with people halfway to stupidity. That's why we keep hopping on slippery slopes. And one, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to redefine marriage. And you know what? It's between two men now. It's between two women now. And they just want to have a little marriage and that's it. And we we compromising. Yeah, let's just let's just give them that. That'll satisfy. Now we got uh political aides 
taping themselves having gay sex in the Senate. Now we got drag king queens, kings, drag kings reading to our children. And we have gay. We had a someone sworn into a Virginia school board. Instead of putting his hand on a Bible, he put it on a stack of gay porn. This is on the school board. He put his hand and was sworn in on a stack of gay porn rather than the Bible. How did we get here? Oh, God, we, we've just been so harmful. We owe the alphabet mafia everything. And, and and we have to be respectful of everyone's feelings. And we have to build a world based on feelings. And so if a gigantic man with a bat and balls between his legs, if he feels like a woman, we have to let him swim against Riley Gaines. This is what all this apologetic mindset, rather than standing on truth, and rather standing on the gratitude we should have towards Christ. And then if we have any understanding of American history, we should be standing in gratitude to our ancestors and the sacrifices that they made and their willingness to stand on biblical principles to correct their mistakes and create the greatest place on earth. And we're letting the secular talk us out of it. Because, oh, God, we owe women a debt. We mistreated them. They they wanted to climb up on skyscrapers and fall to their death and build these skyscrapers and hotels and all this other stuff. Oh, God, they wanted to go out and fight the Indians. They wanted to go out and kill deer and kill buffalo. And, and they wanted to be in the workforce in the 16, 17, 1800. If we had just let them, oh my God, like Roger Goodell said, a woman would be an NFL head coach right now and the world would be so much better. And, and oh, if we just had a more matriarchal culture, there would be no violence because women aren't violent. And, and 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 I keep there's a great matriarchal culture in America because black people under the spell under the brainwashing of the Democrat Party have bought into the power of the matriarchy. Oh, it's so much better. There's no violence. I mean, you go through a black matriarchal culture with single mothers running in their neighborhoods, there's no violence. It's one of the safest places on the planet because women are in control. And men have just surrendered to the the wisdom of women. Okay. Good luck with that. Quit apologizing. Get in the right mindset. Stand in truth and make decisions based in that truth. Vincent in South Carolina, Vincent in South Carolina. I, I, I'm when I say be quick, but don't hurry. I mean, be quick, but don't hurry. Okay. Um, 
we'll go ahead and get straight to it. I'm glad you're touching on this subject. I've been preaching it for years. These woke liberal Democrats, they want you to apologize, but they're not looking for an apology. In order to apologize to somebody at all, it has to be an open vessel that it believes in forgiveness. These people want you to apologize so they can blow the dog whistle and say, okay, he apologized. Everybody pile on. That's fresh blood in the water. He's admitting guilt. He's admitting guilt. Pile on. Call all the George Soros uh, not-for-profits. Everybody pile on. Pile on. So they're not looking for – they want you to apologize, but apology is not what they're looking for. They're looking for you to admit guilt by saying, oh, he apologized. She apologized. They're admitting guilt. Let's pile on them. And you you hit it. Everything you said has been right on. And I've been preaching this for years. Do not apologize because apology is not what they want. The devil is running rampant. They want a reason to pile on you. When you apologize... Vincent, let me correct you just a little bit. I I appreciate you. They want power. They're seizing authority. They're not looking for an apology. They're looking for you to hand over power and authority. And we have been doing that. In mass, and we have to stop it. Vincent, thank you for the phone call. Ruben in Texas. When I say be quick, but don't hurry, be quick, but don't hurry. Thank, yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I I, uh, I did prison ministry here in the county jail for twenty years, the local county jail, and I shared a lot of, especially for men, uh, how to be a man of God. And sometimes we're trying to bring. A, we think the government has a solution. Jesus Christ said, without me, you cannot do anything. Sometimes we want to do a lot of things, but leave Jesus Christ out of the picture, and it can never work out. Ruben, you're 100% correct. Thank you so much. Ryan, Ryan in Pennsylvania. Ryan, be quick, but don't hurry. Hi, Jason. Uh, Quick question for you. You brought up reparations earlier. Um, in theory, if reparations were granted, would that not eliminate DEI? No. That's an easy answer for you. No, it would not. Again, they, they don't want reparations. They want power. They want, they want a handout. You, 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 how much more reparations do you need than your bloody body killed in the civil war in a coffin how much more reparations do you need than that all the people that lost their lives sacrificed their freedom made their lives uncomfortable during the fight against segregation and jim crow how much more reparations do you need and again i don't suffering that someone else endured i don't need to be paid for that that that, that uh, yeah, i owe a debt to the people that suffered so that I could enjoy all this freedom. I owe them reparations and the reparations I owe them is to protect the freedom and the opportunity that they won. I owe a debt. This whole group of people that are running around. Oh, people. Oh, me. They're lying. They're entitled. They're stupid. They're narcissistic. They're in a pursuit for power. They're lazy. We owe the debt. And again, as believers, that should be fundamental thinking for us. We owe the greatest debt. We had the Savior who died for our sins. We owe him. And that mindset should be pervasive 
in our outlook on life. What do we owe? Not what is owed us. 787, nope, 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. More of your phone calls when we return. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Want you to follow me and follow Fearless with Jason Whitlock at youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Become a member of the Fearless Harmony. You'll get content like you've heard today trying to inspire men and women to live fearlessly and unapologetically and biblically, most important. Uh, <clears throat> I've got a few minutes left here. Uh, I want to bring in a few more callers. When I say be quick, but don't hurry, I mean, get straight to your point and don't hurry, but get straight to your point. You got about 30, 45 seconds, so I can try to squeeze you all in. Vincent in Kansas, be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Whitlock? Hey, I'm a Kansas City native and uh, grew up watching your or reading your column in the uh, sports column in the 90s um, about your age. I just wanted to reach you because I can't usually on fearless other than email and I watch you every day, but your message is getting to people because I'm one of those, uh, testimonies, if you will. Um, I, I'm roughly your age and, and I'll tell you, I, you, you impeccable delivery. I like the way your message comes across that, you know, men, have to be the, the believers and and it is reaching people of color i'm a hispanic uh you know american and and uh it is reaching people of color of color and and you are um you're speaking through god in my opinion and as well as some of my other black and hispanic friends I've turned them on to listening to you, and we have conversations about it. So I just, this is just a prop call, pretty much. I, it's, I don't have 45 seconds, so I can't get into everything that I want to get into. But thank it, you, it Vincent. Greatly appreciated, my man. Appreciate you. Bob, Bob in Minnesota. Be quick, but don't hurry, Bob. 
Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about white privilege versus uh, the responsible person advantage, and this relates to reparations. The term white privilege is misleading because the real issue isn't privilege. The real issue is living a responsible life. What I mean is if you stay in school, don't get involved with drugs, get a job and don't have kids out of wedlock, you have an advantage over those who haven't acted responsibly like this. And it's not an unearned privilege. It's something you deserved. But too often when a black person lives this kind of a lifestyle, they say, well, you're acting too white. And that virtually guarantees that it's going to lead to, you know, poverty for him if he lives that kind of a lifestyle. Uh, what do you think? Bob, I think you're a thousand percent on point, and I appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. Laura in Georgia, be quick, be really quick, but don't hurry. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. I agree with you a hundred percent. I, um, to give a little background, I'm the mother of 11 children, um, married 46 years, was widowed two weeks ago today. So I'm in the, in the midst of grief, but joyful. Um, I homeschooled, home birthed, home everything. I was a homemaker, 100% committed. And, um, I've never regretted it and I never will. Um, my children are all adults now and they have come back to bless me and um, they are now supporting me 100%. And I'm just, I'm very grateful. Laura, I'm sorry I got to wrap you up, but I love your testimony because the greatest investment you can make is in a child. It's better than any 401k, it's better than anything. And the return on that investment is a blessing from God, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I want to end by saying someone just tweeted at me, you're alienating women, and thus why so many of them vote Democrat. Hey, man, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm only out here arguing for one person. That's God, the most high. And if that alienates some folks, I'm good with it. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll do this again. This is the Glenn Beck Program.